What's going on, guys? It's Maxwell, host of Maxwell's Magic Hour. Very exciting today for a number of reasons. Number one, we have two real vampires on the uh, on the show. They're not vampires currently. They will turn into vampires, but right now they're humans. A lot of talented people, I gotta say. I've tried to change into a vampire so many times, and I got arrested multiple times for drinking blood in public. It doesn't matter. Uh, we've got right now some very special guests, some wonderfully talented actresses sarah and christine thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today thank you for having us here so one big thing is that christian Alyssa, we've talked about this so many times we're going insane in quarantine obviously the part Mm -hmm. that upsets me the most is there's no events anymore events are just canceled like nobody's even trying to do them through zoom or anything most events they're just like it's canceled i was so upset that the fourth of july vanilla ice concert was canceled hopefully people can tell that that was uh sarcasm um yes he was going to do a concert that on, was on... that was the true that was the truly <laughs> scary thing <laughs> that he was going to do a concert to begin with yes i agree honesty, that's terrifying That was terrifying. Uh, this yes. Event. <laughs> so, um, Sarah, Christine, you guys are going to be playing these characters, correct, for this event. So, uh, Christine, uh, so it's going to be Estelle, right? Yep. Okay. And uh, Sarah, <laughs> you are going to be, uh, so it's uh, the Bell of the Ball. That's correct. correct. Esmeralda. You have to say it with the, the accent on it. It makes it more yes. fun. <laughs> Esmeralda. Is yes, that kind of like perfect. that? It's a little bit. Little shit. Nobody wants to see that. That's. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to the actresses. Trust wow. me. <laughs> yeah, and and when you say Estelle, it, it's it's Estelle Hailsbale. Estelle like that. Hailsbale. Actually, yeah. need more shimmy. Come on. Okay. She's, she's, like, to the side. she's a southern Rotate belle the from the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already excited for this, mostly because you're guys, you you're both are going to be doing the work and not me. Because <laughs> you're clearly way better at well, this than I am. <laughs> well, thank you. As long as I get a oh, cut boy. of the deal, I will do anything for money. Uh, so everybody is trapped in quarantine and obviously everybody is looking for something that's a lot of fun. Now with this event, it's pretty incredible. First and foremost, it's going to be a haunted house. So it's the, uh, the shock fest, uh, sorry, shock fest film festival. It's going to be happening in New York, July 9th. Uh, so, oh, 27th. sorry, 27th. I apologize. That was totally my fault. So the 27th, Monday, 27th, uh, and it's going to be through zoom. It's going to be broadcasted. New York City, Times Square, largest screen, the Godzilla. Um, that's right. That's pretty mm-hmm. epic. Now, yeah. what I need to know, how is that How is that done? How do people participate in like that kind of, uh, that kind of event, especially when it's on that large screen? I know it's through, I know it's through Zoom. So walk me through that a little bit. Sure. So participants can, you don't have to purchase a ticket to watch it. You can go to Shockfest Film Festival 2020's Facebook page and they're going to be streaming it live. But I do recommend purchasing a ticket because that way 
you will get to physically be taken through the different rooms of Macabre Mansion. You're going to get to meet the different characters, have that interaction. And then you'll also get to vote for your favorite vampire or vampires that you want to see move on to the next round of Shockfest, i.e. Christine and myself. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely participate. <laughs> and you can do that if you go to that little 2020 Facebook page go to the macabre mansion event that's its own facebook event and there's an eventbrite link you can follow and tickets are 10 or 13 bucks so they're really not that expensive it's going to be a really fun night and christine and i do have some promo codes for some lucky listeners or lucky people who would like to attend you have to follow that facebook page send us a message and promise to vote for us and you may be granted admission to the mansion may may be granted yes. that's right may it's a limited we have a limited amount of uh, promo codes to give away and it's going to be randomly selected if you actually follow through and take the steps uh if not then we're giving it to mom and dad and sisters and cousins and uh <laughs> yeah i mean random people on the street <laughs> exactly so you guys are playing these these femme vamps correct there are these okay so how did you did you come up with these characters yourselves or uh did the company basically say okay here is the description of the character here is your audition how did that process work well um we came up with the characters ourselves uh there was a casting call back at least for myself i entered the audition process a little bit uh before sarah did but it was on backstage back in like end of february um casting for the next horror film best host um they gave my round of auditions a little bit of guidance there was a comic book sketch picture of maybe six or seven um girls and one of them happened to be this southern looking vampire that had a glass of wine uh blood and um, i'm like okay well she's blonde i love vampires I wanted to be a vampire anyways. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> so I picked that one and I modeled my character after her, but the visual was really all I had to go by. I created the name and, and just her whole aesthetic. She owns a 24 hour saloon. Her name's Estelle Hells Bell. Um, she's super hospitable. She sings and she's a bartender, which is kind of like a mirror into my life. I'm a singer and I do some bartending and serving on the side. And um, so, yeah, they love the character so much that uh, I made it to the next round. And that's where Sarah and I met. And, she, you know, I'll let her take it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take it away, Sarah. Just kidding, no. Um, so I also, I entered the competition like a little after Christine in early March. And I was initially running with a different host character, like more of a demon character. And then at a certain point in the competition, and I want to say like a month and a half ago or so, they asked us to create these femme vamp characters. And so I was like, well, what do I like to do and what strengths can I showcase now that we're kind of getting to the nitty gritty? And I'm a dancer, I'm a Zumba instructor, and I do belly dance. So I'm like, I want to throw all those things into whoever character I'm creating. And I was also inspired by Selma Hayek from, from Dust Till Dawn, her whole like 
snake dance scene is one of my favorite things. And so I was like, I'm going to do a little nod to that. And then I created Esmeralda, who is a belly dancing vampire who came from Colombia to entertain. And she danced at different venues and along the way was created into a vampire. So now she continues to dance and seduces a lucky or unlucky man in the crowd and then she has a little a little tasty snack after her her shift dancing yeah well it sounds a lot like <laughs> it definitely sounds like it's hard to determine if that man is lucky or unlucky it's it depends on the perspective you know yeah, yeah i think there's a, i think there's a fine line <laughs> yeah well actually um, I do. I do have a question for the both of you. When you're basically perfecting these characters, are there times when you go home and you're like, "Yeah, why not?" Or you know, you're just belly dancing into the room and out of the room at the same time. How much? How far do you go into these characters, trying to perfect them and get them ready? Uh, Christine, well, you want to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, I feel like I am Estelle. To a certain point, I've always done I've always done some really goofy accents, and uh, growing up as a kid, I always loved the whole Southern Belle, like beauty pageant type girl. So, so yeah, it's we are at home regardless. So we are just not like we're going out in the world as the vampire that coming back. Like we are yeah. vampires yeah. at home right now, <laughs> stuck at home. <laughs> um, so so yeah, the rest of the day I do feel a little sauntery, especially if I've, take, I've taken a few sips out of the wine glass that is supposed to be full of blood, but I use red wine. So, you know, it just depends on how uh, into my character I got that day. Right. But okay. it's, it's fine. I'm a hospitable person as it is. A couple of sips love, in and you're like, yeah, Ooh. I'm lit. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning after a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I'm like, yeah! I get kind of scary. But yeah, I, I feel like she's already a big part of my life. That's why I created this. <laughs> I even, I texted, I texted Sarah today too. I'm like, okay, so for this interview, are we ourselves or are we the vampires? And she's like, no, we're ourselves. I'm like, I've, I've been going through an identity crisis this past month. I never know who I am. <laughs> Well, my favorite part yeah. about that is uh, that method acting sounds like the greatest excuse I've ever heard to drink wine at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's yeah. just, you come in, Absolutely. yeah, yeah you just like, mom and dad, it's, don't even worry about it. I'm I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, li I'm, living my I'm Abraham Lincoln, just like the guy who played him all day. Uh, I'm an actor. <laughs> 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 <Doing a role. laughs> So, uh, Sarah, your character, like, is, is it, you, do you go back and forth too a little bit? Well, I've just started eating people to, to prepare for the role. Nice. Um, so that gets dark. All right. I'm but gonna for me, this call now. Uh, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> no, stick around, stick around. It's going to be fun. Um, for me, like, I'm always finding any excuse to dance. So I feel like that's just kind of an innate part of who I am. And so that's easy to bring to her. For me, I'll have to, like, start talking in her accent, like, a little, a couple hours before, just to, like, get in that that flow and that manner of speaking. Um, but I think it's pretty easy to, to switch it on because Esmeralda is also really friendly and outgoing and that's part of who I am too so it's just like 
the best parts of me mixed in with the part of me that doesn't really drink blood and then just like <laughs> creating that. <laughs> she doesn't really drink blood. blood. <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah, I was going to say like you, you had to practice that. Christian, we can't hear you on that one. Oh. <laughs> um, it keeps going. I scared him away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So, do you? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Robocop. So, well, you guys do impressions too. I'm very impressed. <laughs> so, you know, with, with these uh, characters, you know, especially that you're creating, does it feel good that even in quarantine, I mean, this is a really big positive that in quarantine, it's still not stopping you guys from acting. It's still not stopping your career. Do you think this is going to be the case with, uh, you know, doing these the virtual acting for the time being, especially for, you know, live events? Um, I know pre-recorded, it might be a little bit of a different story, but do you think there's a lot of potential for this to grow as long as, you know, COVID-19 is going on? For sure. I mean, Shockfest has done a really good job at adapting to the times and what's going on. And everything we've done up to this point has been virtual. So I think we're all experts at Zoom now and we're all experts at just doing the best artistically we can do with our devices like at home Mm -hmm. so i can foresee this going for as long as this whole thing lasts i mean between us we're we're so creative we come up with different things all the time that like we can i can go into my closet and like figure out something to do with my camera but i think so it's been a fun interesting and like innovative creative ride Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've been really fortunate to be a part of this whole Shockfest experience because um, it's it's uh, kind of wake, awoken these different things inside of me, like uh, film editing and uh, script writing and comedy writing. I'm a singer um, and songwriter just ahead of being an actor that kind of came secondary moving out here to L.A. But um, I I'm writing like these comedic songs and I I always kind of did I had like a show tune kind (laughs) of upbringing where my family would just like sing random stuff to each other and and I've always liked that sort of thing and now I get to apply that because I have time nothing but time (laughs) to do this and I'm writing all these silly songs and 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 I'm performing them and recording them and stuff for this so it's it's kind of um opened up a new door for me in comedy writing uh, as a musician as well and it's it's also inspirational seeing that big shows like NBC shows like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that are being broadcasted from their little like studio apartments in New York City. So I really do think there's a future in this. I think it's going to, I think a lot of production companies are going to completely crash and have to reevaluate like these big budget movies because you don't need it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's important though for, you know, as actresses, especially because, you know, you're doing this event and these you're, you're right, these big production companies are, are kind of starting to crash. They're kind of starting to panic. Do you think it's going to spread out the wealth a little bit in the way that, you know, Hollywood and, and New York being number one markets, especially for any kind of any kind of actress or, or actor? It seems like they're disseminating a little bit. They're spreading out the wealth a little bit so that, you know, you don't have to necessarily be in the biggest Hollywood production in the world in order for people to recognize your talent. Do you think it might start to to go along that path a little more? I think so. I mean, 
like you said, with, I know a whole bunch of productions were halted, like back when everything first happened and like we've all had to adapt to the situation. And I think people are right now kind of starved for new content because we're all on Netflix, we're all on Disney Plus or whatever streaming service you might have. And it's kind of just the same stuff circulating over and over. And now I think is really the time for independent creative people to get their stuff out there and just do stuff because we're all just like, oh my God, like I'm sick of watching this or that. So we're looking for new content to watch. So I think this is a great time for like, you know, things that aren't necessarily the two biggest markets, LA and New York to put their work out there and start doing stuff. Yeah, and big networks, you know, they have these piles and piles. I like to I like to envision VHS cassette tapes when when I think of like what is piled up on their desk of pilots and and full on shows that just never made the air and now they've run out of content and you're starting to see all these interesting like um self taped type of uh, documentaries or just lower budget things on huge networks like uh, Hulu and Netflix and and it's it's forced them to reach out to the independent artist that's been kind of like shelved in the bag and they're like hey we've got this series let's give it a shot here's a bunch of money right because they can't production's at a halt so so there's huge opportunity in this really yeah well it's really incredible seeing these transitions that the pandemic has kind of i want to say forced in a number of ways and it gives an opportunity to uh actresses that you know have a lot of talent or actors that have a lot of talent, comedy writers that have a lot of talent, comedians that have a lot of uh, have a lot of talent. So that's, I think, the most brilliant thing about the pandemic. I mean, a lot of bad stuff has happened, too, obviously, you know, yeah. that that part's the <laughs> that part's the most obvious. But what I really love is events like this, events like this that bring people together and say, look, we've got to do what we can with what we've got. And this is what we got. Um, so that's why I think it's very important also for uh, any of our listeners uh, at home or just anybody, any audience members to attend events like this. Like we need to keep the entertainment industry alive and we do it this way. The government can only so many times go, all right, here's some more money. Here's some more money. Here's some more money to, to help them survive because we need entertainment. And as entertainers, do you guys feel that things will ever go back to normal i mean fully normal or do you think even after the pandemic changes are still going to be in place like people are still going to wear masks or they're going to be have certain factions in place like you know especially when you're on stage it's such a weird thing i i had been saying i i like to call myself a witch sometimes because i feel like i predict big things that are going to happen and i'm like something's got to give something is going to change it's not sustainable. I, I had always been saying that just with shows and the price of tickets and even just the cost of rent and everything like, so it, it, I don't think it'll ever go back to that normal because I think the people now have had a taste of like, I don't have to leave my house. My boss is okay with me where like, I'm actually more productive at home. I'm saving on gas. You know, the, the earth is, is getting a chance to breathe and whatnot. So in that, in that sense of normal, I think that was completely askewed and out of whack anyways, and that should have never, ever, ever even been allowed to be a normal. Um, but yeah, people are going to start going out again. It's just, the numbers aren't even that big. It's just 
with the <laughs> sensationalized, I think it's serious. I know two people that have died from COVID and I know four people that are, have been infected and, you know, and it, it does affect, and I'm not saying it's not real, but it will pass. And, um, we're, we're adaptable creatures. And, and I think there will be a sense of normalcy, but I do think that people will definitely think twice before they have to like buy this festival ticket. And, you know, it's just, um, it's not going to go away in six months. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my expert opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like just even the casting calls I've seen online myself, it's every single one says we are following COVID protocols. Like if you're a cast, you have to bring a mask to set. We're going to have PPE. You have to quarantine. So I feel like that's going to be a thing for quite some time as well. Yeah. Yeah. So behind the scenes with this, uh, you know, the macabre mansion and that whole thing, when you guys are, you know, actually performing in the show, again, behind the scenes and everyone going to the, you know, full production value of it, is everybody separated or people going to be, you know, at least some people going to be together as far as the uh, the actors, actresses, everyone putting on this show? Well, yeah, so there's some things that are going to be pre-taped, pre-recorded. There's actually going to be a couple celebrity um, film fear horror celebrity appearances one especially Ooh. being um the narration is done by um uh, malcolm mcdowell from clockwork orange and Caligula no and Cat people yeah <laughs> so so um that's kind of pre-taped but then um most of it's going to be live so we we've been rehearsing like crazy like three times a week with the tech rehearsals and and we have a dress rehearsal coming up on saturday um just pacing and making sure everything is seamless because there is a live event at times square with the current host and producer of uh shock fest uh Jeff jeffrey mccobb and a couple of um our our uh, competitors, our, our fellow vam femme vamps that we're competing against for this role, um, who happen to live in Manhattan or New York City, they will be doing um, some sort of live interactive thing, which will be broadcasted via Zoom as well. And uh, so it's it's just like a clusterfuck of everything. <laughs> <laughs> part, part of my life. That's industry <laughs> terminology for anybody who's wondering. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I do, I do have a question and hopefully y'all can hear me now. Uh, is there shit talk between other femme vamps and you guys? Is there just, do you do it in care? Please tell me you do it in character. Cause that'll be awesome. <laughs> I feel like we don't really, because how it's working out, at least not publicly, like in, in each other's oh, yeah. spaces, but yeah. Yeah. it's like. <laughs> The different femme vamps are also performing and they're going to be in their own separate rooms. So, and they have a given topic or a given script that they're going to be doing for their segment. And so that doesn't really include like, let's kill Estelle and Esmeralda or like anything right, like right. that. So let's hope it doesn't include that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely don't kill us. Um, yeah. And we were paired, we were paired together specifically to work on our ensemble and to see how we would do. I, I really feel like even through this pandemic, the creators and the owners of Shockfest had to be really, really creative and think outside of the box and, and see how they can A, keep people interested, B, create some content and C, have this whole process still be effective. Um, and I think even their 
decision making and minds have changed. I, I'm really curious to see what happens after this. It's like everybody yeah. wins, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. You get a car. <laughs> I need a car. Yeah. Give me a car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, you don't need a car these days. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's funny. It broke down and on like the busiest week of my life during quarantine, so I have a rental. So I, I do need a car. Oh, okay, right no, now. then you, you definitely need a car. Oh, That's yeah. right. <laughs> wow, you're literally traveling places. You're way more important than me. I can tell you that much. I'm driving, I'm driving around town with my mask on. I know. So. What's crazy about this and what I love about this is I love escape rooms and this has that, you know, I mean, it is an escape room, you know, kind of like this virtual sense in the different rooms that people are going to be going into. Uh, how interactive is it between the audience members, you know, people who purchase tickets and the uh, the performers? Well, uh, we'll see on Monday exactly how it goes, but how we've been <laughs> rehearsing it. Um, Everybody's going to have to, all the viewers who are, who have purchased a ticket or who have been given the promo code will be um, required to collect something from each of the fem vamps um, via the chat box. You have to download it. And, and, and at the end, if you collect every piece, then, you know, that's that whole escape room aspect of it. You can't, you shouldn't leave the room without collecting it. And if you do your, you know, tough luck. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what, what else, Sarah? There's a... Uh, some other so aspects, right? Yeah, the element of collecting the pieces so you do escape. And then we're all going to be interacting with the audience in our different ways. Like without giving anything away, there are some segments that are um, pretty funny and just like over the top. But it gives the audience a chance to like interact with them. I think in the beginning, we're going to have kind of like a, a master of ceremonies who's going to be interacting with the audience as they come in, because it'll be just like this, like everyone's going to be in a square. So we can kind of pinpoint people and call on people. And I think that'll be really fun for people just sitting at home. Like they'll get to feel special that they were pinned yeah, to yeah, they're expecting uh, over 100 attendees at this point. And I mean, like, just imagine all those little tiny squares. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of squares. Yeah. Everybody, please <laughs> mute your microphones. That's please right. Mute your microphones. Stop yelling yeah. at the host. Yeah, I think they're going to I think they're going to administer it like a webcast. So. So, yeah, the um, they'll have control of whose mic is on and off. Good call. But, um, Good call. but we will be calling people out. So you better you better attend. Mm -hmm. And be on your toes. <laughs> Mind your P's and Q's. That's right. <laughs> you want to make it out alive. Yeah, cross those T's and dot, dot those I's and all of those <laughs> sayings. Right? Well, I love Vampires this. are giving me grammar lessons. That's this right. is awesome. I love it. <laughs> They've been alive for thousands right. of years probably. So, you know, obviously. Yeah, they, they, they should, they should that know. Block. Yeah, that's right. Maybe a hundred, a couple hundred years, you know, however old vampires are. I know it kind of ranges a little bit. You don't look a day over 500 years old, guys. That's you right. look great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Isn't it sweet? How sweet. <laughs> so I love the idea of this event. It sounds like a blast. Um, really what I want to know is your perspective of being in this event are you nervous to be on a virtual escape room as actresses as these performers are there any nerves that are kind of working up already or you're just like mm, we'll be fine everything's gonna be good I think for me like even if I'm confident in what I'm about to do I always get those butterflies that are just like oh it's it's your time it's your time 
So it's like good butterflies, nothing that I can't like brush off and be like, all right, you got this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also cool because we're going to be at home doing it. So it's like we're already in a comfortable spot, but it's just like making sure that we run the ship as smoothly as we can. So I guess butterflies in that sense, but I'm confident we're going to do a fine job and we're going to have a lot of fun and things are going to be, it'll be an awesome night. Yeah. Yeah, this whole process, just working with a partner at first, um, I always considered Esmeralda to be um, one of my greatest uh, fellow competitors. You know, I thought she was like the biggest competition in this, and I'm glad that they they paired us together. So just allowing myself to trust somebody else with this, with also I've, I've had, a, I've you know, we both remained in control of the situation where we're, we're going to win. Like we've got the reins, we are going to win. Um, <laughs> but, but then on the, on the backside of this whole production, they have a whole team, there's tech people, there's visuals, you know, so, so trusting in that process and just, yeah, ensuring that my virtual background is on point, my props are ready to go my lines you know we have a we have an improvisation aspect to our segment um we have some beats that we follow but you know it's just kind of off the cuff uh but there it's under a time restraint so like keeping it under the time limit and not going over and not talking over each other or missing key points of our our scene so yeah it's just like getting on stage but i do feel comfortable i got a nice comfy chair and I mean, my coffee's right here. It's it's, it's my room, you know? Yeah, yeah. Is it less nerve-wracking because you guys are at home? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's nice about it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's still, it's like, I don't want to let that trip me up either because it's like, oh, I'm too comfortable at home. Like, this is going to be fine. It's like, no, (laughs) I'm going to treat it as if, like, I'm back stage somewhere like at a venue right so you want that severe anxiety you want that you know kind of makes you more cautious a little bit all of the anxiety yeah yeah well when i performed magic way way back in the day uh when i was in in high school and uh in college i yes i i i I forgot you were a magician i was a magician i didn't have a girlfriend or anything so uh that's (laughs) So it would have, I would have been cooler if I was an actor, honestly. But no, I was a, I was a magician and everything. I noticed that before you get on stage, you're just like, oh, I hate this anxiety. Because I used to get severe like stage fright before I get up, uh, on stage. But A, one of the first things I noticed, and I don't know if you guys share this perspective, is that anxiety is very, very good for you. Because it literally keeps you on your toes the entire time. Now, when you both as performers, as, as actresses, when you get on stage, when you get on the virtual stage, do you tend to calm down a little bit more because you're in it? And it's kind of like perform or, or fail, that kind of thing? I think so, because it's like... The anxiety is almost like, how, how is this going to go? What's going to happen? And you're just over, or for me at least, I'm overthinking what it's going to be like. But then when you're forced onto the virtual stage or whatever, it's like there's no room for that. So it's basically like now you're on and, and now you have to be in it and just continue on and do your thing. Yeah, and I think there's an advantage. See, when you when you step out on stage as a normal actor or in front of the camera, you can't see yourself. Like, so you you oftentimes question, like, do I look weird? Am I standing funny or whatever? But I could, I'm looking at myself right now as I'm talking. It's like, oh, look at me, it's so cute. So like, I can see. I can see what the audience is seeing. So there's an advantage to that. So if I don't like 
what I'm doing or if I feel like I need, you know, more smiles or like stop fidgeting. Like I can monitor it myself in such a way that, that you, you're not able to when it's like a on stage performance where all eyes are on you. It's like, yeah, all eyes are on me, but I'm looking at myself too. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate the fact that you're both able to adapt to everything so easily. Uh, now, does that come with, with skill of being an actress? Like how long have, have both of you been, been in acting? I've been doing it probably since like the seventh grade is when I first ever joined a drama club, Damn. but seriously because i've had different jobs like throughout the past couple years i think when i met you maxwell i was working at an insurance company and then i was learning from you how to host trivia as like a a side thing and then now i completely completely left those things because i'm like acting is like my passion that's what i've always wanted and i could die tomorrow so i'm just gonna like go for that um, so I've been doing that, I think, for like two years now. Wow. I feel wow. like, yeah, how long? 15? Two years. Two years, oh. like, going, going after <laughs> stuff, like, for real. Not 15. It's 15 and vampire years. That's right. That's like dog years. Sorry, I had a glitch in my system just now. That was a bit funny. I was like, huh, 15 years? Wow. What about you? I don't know. I, I kind of went off and on. I mean, in kindergarten, junior, senior kindergarten or grade one, I was, sorry, I'm Canadian. I say, I say weird things. Um, <laughs> I was, I was cast as Lindy Lou Who um, in The Grinch, but then I just remember I was on stage and it was rehearsal and my mother like entered the the gymnasium and and then the teacher and principal pulled me off stage and they transferred me like into a different school what i was like oh what yeah. what, what is this part yeah. of the play is like, it- <laughs> no like it was the rehearsal and all i had was like a couple lines but i was so excited i was lindy lou who you know everybody wanted that role and I was like, what, four years old? And and then I get, I'm sitting in the principal's office. Next thing I know, pulled off stage, like, oh, Christine, tomorrow, tomorrow you're gonna be at a different school. And I'm like, why? I like this school. Is <laughs> that, that how it works up in Canada, where they're just like, get them off the stage? Get Is that what it's now. like to be an actress? They're too good. Were you that good? They were just like, all right, we're taking you to Hollywood. You're getting yeah. the hell out of Canada. <laughs> no, it's just we had to transfer schools. Uh, something with my sister and the curriculum. I don't know. My sister, I, I don't know. Anyways, so didn't matter about my dreams, apparently. So I just had to go to a different school. And then right away, I didn't know anybody, but then I knew I liked to sing and I was always being like told to be quiet, but we had had the same music teacher from my old school was in my new school. So then I just like was in love with singing. I'm like, yes, yes, I get to sing. Miss Grande Nacarado's here. So I guess my acting passion started at a very young age and then was ripped away from me as quick as it started. So then I focused on music. (laughs) I was in drama and, you know, high school and everything. And I was like, the Little Mermaid in Italian and in, in plays and stuff, La Sirenetta, weird kind of, but it was always singing based, like music theater. And then moving back out here to back, I say back because I moved out here to LA uh, the first time um, on like a management deal for music, but coming back and having my permanent uh, residency, people just casting directors and whatnot constantly ask me, do you act, do you act, do you act? I'm like, sure I'm, I'm pretending like I, i'm happy right now let's do this and so, 
<laughs> Greatest role of all. So I just kind of like <laughs> adopted it in my in my you know early thirties again, and and now I'm acting. So it's been an off and on passion ripped from me from, as a child, but reintroduced to me via shock fest, I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. That sounds like it's ha- how it's happening with most successful actresses. So you've <laughs> you've got that you've that got that story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So it sounds like it's been a, a roller coaster ride for uh, for the both of you, especially as uh, as actresses. Yeah. And I'm crazy excited uh, to see. You know, just I'm I'm just so curious. I think that's the biggest thing is 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 a passionate curiosity about this event because I, I when Sarah when you sent me the info to this, it took me like five minutes to figure out. Wait, what is happening? I'm like they're going to do a virtual escape room. It's going to be involved. There's going to be tech people. Because, you know, usually I, I know a lot of performance companies, like, you know, smaller ones, especially in, in the New England area, are just like, oh, you know, it'll be a virtual session and people are going to be in the living rooms and that's it. With your event, as I started to read more into it, I'm like, oh, shit, this is an entire professional production. And that's mm-hmm. why I was so fascinated by it. And I realized, oh, this is how you do it right. I mean, that's my perspective and my opinion. Some people might disagree with me, but I feel like this is how you do it right. This is how you actually get people interested in an event like this that's virtual, because that's what I notice about other virtual events. It's like, oh, you can answer a questionnaire for like, uh, you know, an online uh, uh, trivia event or you can, you know, do this. You can just I'm not talking about your event, Christian. (laughs) <laughs> Sounded like you were throwing shade, buddy boy. <laughs> no, never. Uh, because, uh, no, you're actually entertaining uh, to watch and to listen to. No, what I mean is, like, some people who uh, aren't trivia hosts, for example, or, like, who are part of uh, uh, companies, they would just kind of have, like, this happy hour thing, and there was nothing involved with it. It was, like, a questionnaire rather than an actual interaction, and that's what I liked about, uh, you know, what Christian does is he actually interacts with people. That's what I like about what you guys do is that interaction, that's what I felt like was missing from so many other Zoom events is you're not actually talking to people. And this is how you do it right, I feel. So um, I'm really excited. And uh, you guys must be pretty psyched for Monday. Nervous, but psyched. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're I mean, I'm super excited. Um, we've gotten access to these films. We're reviewing a couple of them that have been submitted for, for the film fest that's supposed to be happening. It will be happening in November, but I don't know if it'll be virtual or live, but it's, it, you know, fingers crossed. It'll happen. Live. One way. It, it's happening regardless, <laughs> but we'll see, where, we'll see where the world is at. But also they they asked me so kindly because they love to incorporate what, what our strengths are and me being a musician and songwriter. Um, one of my original songs is being featured as a piece and, and there's going to be a performance aspect to this too. And that's going to be um, Times Square. So yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the check. Get mm-hmm. the check. That's right. Well, <laughs> Royalties. It's, it's a bit of a trade-off exposure versus check. The song has been sitting for seven years, like doing nothing. So I'm just happy that people will actually get to hear it. Now it's going to be on in Times Square. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes, she'll be singing. I'll be doing a little dancing and you'll have to just attend to find out why we're going to be doing such a performance. That's right. That's right. So all the information for the event is going to be in the description of the episode. It's also on Instagram. You guys have to check it out. Uh, Once again, Monday, July 27th, it's going to be through Zoom. It's going to be broadcast into New York City on Times Square's uh, largest screen, the Godzilla. Uh, So the mansion's going to give you a tour of its ghastly halls, witness a horror film, poster competition, awards, 
tons of different stuff. Obviously, you get to uh, go and get involved in this escape room, which is really incredible, which you get to uh, meet these two lovely uh, femme vamps, right? Hopefully, I'm saying it right. Yeah, that's right. I am. Yes, so I always, I, always have to, uh, I always have to check. Christian, I don't know why you turned your microphone on your cat, but I like it. I really do. Oh. I like improvisation. Um, <laughs> I feel just like that cat. Like, <laughs> I mean, which I one? Two also roll on the ground for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be very awesome. Again, if you want to um, uh, get tickets to this, you got to get them through Eventbrite, right? Um, we're also going to mm -hmm. be attaching the uh, link to this. Uh, and they're going to be working alongside New York businesses, New York costumes, Hall Halloween. I almost said Halloween adventure. I've been stuck inside my apartment since uh, uh, 2018. <laughs> I was doing quarantine February. before it was cool. Yeah. New York costumes, <laughs> Halloween adventure and Forbidden Planet uh, NYC. So again, everybody, all of our listeners, I encourage you to check this event out. Keep the entertainment industry alive and also be appreciative that this company, again, this Shockfest Film Festival is going to be working so hard to be putting on such an involved event. So thank you guys right. for being a part of this. And what time is it going to be at, Sarah? 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That was awesome. <laughs> and vote for us. Vote for Estelle. Vote for Esmeralda. Keep us around. You're going to like us. Yes. And... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was a brilliant new character. It was awesome. <laughs> so once again, uh, to all the listeners at home, you can find all the information in the description. You've got to check it out. Get those tickets on Eventbrite. Get them as soon as possible because I am sure there's going to be a uh, limited access considering this event is so unique, so awesome. And again, if it's good enough to be broadcasted in Times Square, uh, I'm pretty sure people are going to trust it's going to be an awesome event. Uh, that's usually, uh, that's you, uh, usually the yeah, gauntlet up. Pretty good mark of measurement there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our podcast isn't even in Times Square. I keep calling them, but they keep telling me to stop calling. Yeah, um, yeah. Who is this? How did you get this number? Yes, that's right. They were like, this isn't even Times Square. You can't call this place. <laughs> so thank you, uh, to Sarah and Christine for being on the podcast. We really appreciate your time. Appreciate you talking about, you know, your background as actresses, how you got involved in this event and everything about this event is there anything else you want people to know other than of course vote 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 right vote for your characters i mean this is yeah. you work so hard on them uh so obviously we want people to vote for you yes Absolutely. vote for us and then also just thank you for having us on your show i we both really appreciate it this was fun and Anyone who might not be following Maxwell, do that right now too. It's it's it Maxwell's Magic Hour. Is that the name of your Instagram or yep. Instagram? Facebook? Everything, Gmail. It's we kept it consistent. The whole nine. The whole nine. Follow him and vote for us. Yes, and vote for them. <laughs> so once again, thank you, ladies, for coming on the uh, podcast. And the next time we'll see you, you'll be vampires. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy transition. Like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, at Maxwell McFly, at Maxwell's Magic Hour, at Pebs1077, at Christian Turnquist are our uh, Instagram uh, handles. Um, would you like people to uh, follow you guys as well? Sure. Yeah. Let's yeah. throw them out there. Yeah. yeah. If you like, if you like pictures of cute pit bull puppies and. Uh, very sporadic and seldom posts. You can follow me on uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, it's at I 
am Chrissy O, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-O. I am Chrissy O. And my Facebook is Christine Olson. Uh, they'll be in parentheses, my maiden name, Hanlon. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys see my account, but uh, add me and tell me that you want a ticket. That's right. <laughs> yes, and same here. My Instagram handle is at the dot Sarah Lynn. That's S-A-R-A-L-Y-N-N. Facebook is Sarah Lynn Mayer. So add, follow, like, whatever, and DM me if you are interested and we'll let you know who Macabre Mansion chooses. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. And uh, to the listeners at home, please get tickets to this event right now. They're going to sell out real quick, I'm sure. And uh, we will see everyone next week. Christian, will you do the honors? Get tickets. Goodbye. <laughs>